This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With me, Dylan Hafer Who gonna check me, boo? Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, and today I'm excited to be joined in the studio by a returning guest. He is the host of We Should Talk. Please welcome Gibson Johns. I'm so happy to be here in person. I'm happy to have We've you. Done it virtually before. But welcome to the studio. In this gorgeous studio. I always feel like Lala Kent, just like in the studio. No, it's beyond. <laughs> it's gorgeous in here. I'm so happy to be Thank here. Thank you so much. Yeah. I built it with my own two hands. <laughs> um, we have a lot to talk about. We do. I'm excited that you're here. I know that you have watched and completed the traders yep. on Peacock, which we will get to. I want to do that like in the second half of the episode, just so I if anybody doesn't want to be spoiled. No, I'm done. Da- yeah, that's it's good. It's so it's so rare with like Bravo stuff to care about spoilers. I know. Because I posted um I know you're not watching below deck, but like somebody got fired on this week's mm-hmm. episode and I posted about it like the next day. And still I was getting comments that were like Hey, way to spoil the episode. Oh, it God. wasn't on Peacock until this morning. And I'm like, you're following a Bravo fan yeah, page. No. And I waited like 18 hours. <laughs> with regular Bravo shows, I think it's, I mean, we all live tweet them. It's right. like that. But like with the competition show and yeah. also with the traders, I've been like, I've been, we've, I think we've both been talking about it since it came out, like trying to get people to watch. Right. And like people are finally, I think the last two days have been finally listening to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like me posting what Gertie said oh God, to Nicole so is not a spoiler. Who won the traders. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, but speaking of Miami. Miami. I know you're a Miami fan. Huge fan. As am I. You were just in Miami. I was I just in you, Miami. I saw you kikied with Kiki. I kikied with Kiki, you guys. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah. You know, you know how it is. Like, I feel like we have these like. We interview them either like in person or virtually, and you have these sort of like social media relationships with some of them where you yeah. like check in, you maybe DM here and there. And I think, I guess I was like probably tweeting about Kiki like early in season four. Cause I was like, <laughs> cause like for me, it's like my eye goes to certain people. Like I gravitate towards certain people. She wasn't even getting confessionals, but I was like, there's something about Kiki, you know, like she like felt like she had like something going on. Um, and I think she just, we started following each other. And so I reached out to her when I was going to Miami for a long weekend and we got drinks. <laughs> and it was so fun. She, she, we got margaritas and then she was like, let's take a shot. So we took shots together and then she was like spilling information <laughs> and it was just fun. Like she's exactly who you want her to be. I feel like Kiki last season, obviously she was around. Like it's not like she wasn't getting invited to things, but it was almost like the camera would kind of find her yes. in these moments where yes. she would be like, she's like, Oh my God, like in the <laughs> background almost. And this season, I feel like they're actually like capitalizing on 100%. her personality, which I really appreciate. Yeah. I think, I think that she honestly, I mean, obviously I would, I'd want to be like full time, but like, if you like were in her position, it's kind of nice. Like you get to slowly kind of dip, dip your toe in. And now she's like both feet are in and I th- who knows if like it will keep yeah. going, but like, I hope it does. Like, I think it's kind of a nice situation for her. It's interesting on Miami since they did the reboot, having the six housewives, the three friends, because the other two friends are OGs. Exactly. So it's like with with Marisol and Adriana, there's no sense of like, oh, like, 
are we going to get to know them at right, all? Totally. And so with with Kiki, it, like this season, it feels like she's actually kind yeah. Of and arrived. I and I also kind of get the sense that with them, it's like they're gonna, they're kind of firmly in the friend of situation, like Marisol and Adriana. Even yeah. though like some fans think they should be full time, I personally am fine with their situation. Like it seems like they're firmly in the friend of can't like the really like kind of you know, there are friends of that are very prominent on the show. Right. But I feel like Kiki, like there's kind of the, because she is so new. And I mean, I was hearing about her story when I got drinks with her. It's like, we know nothing about her life and it's like pretty interesting. So I could see her kind of continuing to kind of level up. Yeah. Um, Cause she's also in, she's like best friends with Larsa and Lisa, you know, she's she, in with, she's in with the in crowd. I think it was the first episode of this season when, the, um, when Lisa had said the thing about Lar- you the know, apartment. like yeah, and Kiki, about the Kiki apartment, was the messenger. And Kiki was the bone, the bone carrier. <laughs> exactly. It's like, I was like, Oh, like Larsa and Kiki are like besties. Mm-hmm. And they're yeah. like, they hang out a lot and that's on like the a show. Real, and yeah. that's a real life thing, I think too. Okay. So it's, it seems like she, she's in it. Yeah. Yeah. I, did you know before this week's episode that uh, Marisol and Steve weren't legally married? I did not know that. And I interviewed Marisol <laughs> last season. And she was like, yeah, we got married. And like, did not say they weren't that's, legally married. That's the kind of thing where I'm like, I feel like you're comfortable in your friend role if you've been back on this show for two seasons and, and didn't even think to mention 100%. that you and your husband are not technically married. And it's also so funny that Alexia was the one to like drop that info. And it, it, I mean, I don't think Marisol had a problem with it, but like she... Alexia spilled the beans on that. Like, I don't know if that was something that she necessarily wanted out there. Yeah. We had Lexia, Alexia and Marisol here earlier in the season. And it was very much like, it's not like off limits to talk about Steve, but also is there really a reason to bring totally. him up? And I feel yeah. like she's content with that. Yeah, I think so. I think with Marisol and Adriana, it's like they're both incredible members of the friend group, but they don't, I don't think that their personal lives have like that much going on to the point where they need mm-hmm. to, we need to have like full scenes at their homes, like just solo, yeah. you know? And I'm okay with that. Well, and even on this week's episode, Adriana, it seemed like she kind of wanted to have a little bit of a moment. I know. She's like, I brought the paperwork, the official <laughs> signed so, document like, that he's divorced because Alexia said he's married and that never even got brought up. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I hope that she does bring that up, but I agree. It's like, she's, she, I think she's still clamoring for it. Yeah. But um, I don't know if we're getting, I don't know if we're going to get there. I think, yeah, it's kind of opposite energies because I think Marisol, it doesn't feel like she's trying too hard. Yes. And the camera kind of just loves her. Whereas Adriana, it's like she still really wants yes. it. Yes. I think Marisol is really content to play sort of like the the partner in crime role. Yeah. You know? And it's, I mean, and she's, it's, oh, it's amazing. She's on Girls Trip this season. Like it's work. It totally. worked. Totally. Okay. Like, that's such a good point that she's on Girls Trip as a friend of. That's kind of cool. I know. Yeah. Obviously, she's been a housewife. No, of course. Before, but, but it's but... like she's not a housewife right now. So that's kind of nice that she still got included. I never thought about that. Right. Like nobody, nobody's like checking her housewife's passport no, on the way to Thailand. They're not. like, yeah, you can get on, <laughs> get on the plane. This season has just been so. So like, I don't know. It's just like giving everything. I know. I know. I have, I just like think that the vibe of Miami is that like, I just think that the, the the context of them coming back after 10 years is like so important to keep top of mind when you consider how good this show has been, because like they all want to solidify themselves and like maintain their mm-hmm. presence as housewives and because they, they know what it's like to ha- to not have it for so long and to have it. I think it was kind of dangled above them for a while because it was like. I think they were almost brought back a couple times and like they're all in it to make an amazing show. Mm-hmm. And I think that is like, that is why the show is so good. Like they all, ob- there are a couple people, obviously Alexia and Lisa who have had like crazy things happening in their life for the past two seasons, which helps a lot, but ultimately like they're all in it to win it. Yeah. I think I, th- I think about that the most with Larsa actually, because yes. obviously I think in the years that Miami was not happening, she was the one who was, around the most kind of in the public consciousness but 
when she came back to the show, I didn't know what to expect. And this season in particular, she really is driving storyline. She's getting messy. She's bringing it. And like, that's the kind of thing where whether or not that comes naturally to her, I you can tell it's that she's putting in the work. 100%. Yeah. I, I, my theory about Larsa is that I think everyone was sort of like curious about what she was going to bring when she came back in season four after 10 years away, the Kardashian of it all. Mm-hmm. And I think that she was so on guard about the Kardashian stuff, about like people, she knew people were going to bring it up. She was on guard. She didn't really want to talk about it. And I bet you she probably even couldn't talk about some of it because she probably signed some NDAs here and there. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, I think that she was so guarded last year. And then, but going into this season, it's like she answered for that several times and she's freed from answering those questions anymore. And now I think it's kind of just like freed her up, you Mm -hmm. know, and she's like, the divorce is settled too. And it's like, everything's like kind of, it's finally in her path. And now I think that just freed her up. And I think she probably, she was welcomed in a better way last year than I think she probably expected. Yeah. And seeing the montage this week of all the things oh my that God. she has I, I brought to the that. table this season. It's, uh, you know, I saw on, I saw online that you rent out the house for the mortgage. Someone told me that Julia was making out with a man. Uh, I, Adriana, what about you being bipolar? And then Nicole, and then with Nicole, like, again, some birdie is telling Larsa that she hooked up with every doctor in the hospital. And it's like, Aside from whether it's like right or wrong to be telling these rumors about people, it's like she's giving us lots of material. She's driving storyline. And it's, yeah, the montage, I was thinking about how, like, with her, for some reason, I'm okay with it. <laughs> like, she's like, but I think if it was like 80% of the other housewives, I'd be like, they're acting a fool, you right. know? And it's, it's kind of, it's kind of like giving Giselle where like she just kind of drops some, drops a bomb and like see how the groups react, like brings it to the group, you know? Um, I'm loving it. Like yeah, I, I, I give, I'm giving her a pass because it's she's very like in. word on the street. Very. Or like, I, I, you know, the streets are saying yes. that you. And it's like, is this is this real? At all? Like, is there totally. any? Because Alexia is like, well, you know, where's there smoke? There's fire, and it's like, is there smoke or is Larsa just like? Is it literally a producer who was like, what if she like made out with every doctor in the hospital? <laughs> she's like, oh, I heard. <laughs> yeah yeah no i'm i'm very much like team nicole in that specific situation but not in a way where i'm like fuck larsa totally yeah i think i'm with you because nicole i think what, what's so great about nicole is that she like she comes ready to 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 bring it and fight and then whatever but she's also so grounded in reality which i think is something that like obviously every franchise needs and so it's hard it's hard to argue with her because she is so like kind of level-headed about certain things mm-hmm. and so, but yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm I'm on her side in that situation, but I still am like so staunchly like a Larsa stan right yeah. now. <laughs> it's, it is hard. Like there are so few examples in the housewives world of people having a job as real as literally going to the hospital yeah. and like scrubbing in every day. So it is hard to compare just like when Nicole is like, no, like I literally could lose my job. <laughs> that was a good impersonation. <laughs> Larsa is an arsonist. <laughs> um, like, there is no comparison in this cast of somebody having, like, a real-ass job mm-hmm. that they have to, like, attend a building to work in right. every day. Right. And so I think there is a little bit of the rest of the women are like, yeah, we all have families. We all have things going on. And it's like, no, she's she's a fucking doctor. Mm-hmm. It's also so interesting, like, like she brought that up in the group. Larsa's not obviously there to talk about mm-hmm. it, but like Alexia and Marisol, like they were kind of they were kind of running in circles the other direction to like defend Larsa. And it was like 
that was those were some stretches that were made right there right. and it was like okay that tells me how much they either don't like nicole or maybe are kind of like slightly threatened by like how great of a housewife she is there's something there yeah they like really don't want her to be legitimized Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honeylove. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. One thing that occurred to me watching this episode is that last season, I think Alexia got a ton of fan love and a lot of it was well-deserved. And then, Mm -hmm. of course, on top of just her as a personality, there were all of these tragic things happening, swirling around her. And so it made sense that people kind of rallied around her. But this season, I think things have settled a little bit more. So her kind of opinions on things are starting to take more precedent and like, yeah, like she is a little dismissive of all the stuff that Nicole's father has done wrong. And she's a little dismissive of she's very like old fashioned in the way she looks at things. Mm-hmm. And I it people compare her to Teresa all the time, both in a in a good way, like, uh, you know, iconic housewife, personal storyline. Yeah. But then also this season, I think we're seeing a little bit. She is kind of like Teresa in that she has very specific ideas of how family should treat each mm-hmm. other, how people should handle their conflicts, loyalty. And it's like, maybe it's not always the the best way to handle things. Yeah, I think that she, and I love Lexi, and I completely agree on all fronts there. I think that she has to be slightly careful, just like tread a little lightly in terms of how she is asserting herself in those ways. Like I think the, the most telling moment for me was when they were on that on that sprinter van and they had just had that huge argument with Julia about the Russian prostitute comment. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, well, I'm the star yeah. or something like that. She said something along those lines. And like, that is like, that broke through kind of, that's like almost like a fourth wall breaking comment. Right, it's like Jax Taylor being yes, like, it's my totally. show. Yeah. And like, I could love any housewife 
as much as possible, humanly possible. But if somebody says something like that, it's like a little, you have to take a step back and be like, okay. It's like you're getting a little too close to the edge. A hundred percent. And I don't, and I don't think she's crossed that line by any means, but like, it's definitely sort of like towing it at certain points. Mm -hmm. And, she has to be careful. Well, I think what we what you were kind of talking about with this cast all wanting to make a good show is that the reason a big part of it that it's worked so well in its you know reboot mm-hmm. form is that it is truly an ensemble and it's a cast full of stars. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, Alexia is a star and maybe she's one of the most popular or most well-liked people in the cast, but like every single person here is serving an important role. There's no kind of like extra yeah. fat to trim in yeah. this cast I feel like. Yeah, I feel like that's mostly true and I it's 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 I think she treats Nicole and Gertie in a very similar way. Mm-hmm. They're the two the two new housewives who like are more most classic housewives because Julia is like a different category. Right, Julia kind of is off like Yeah, exactly. But I like, like Julia but, like, but Alexia yeah. has had tiffs with Gertie, ongoing tiffs with Gertie mm-hmm. and Nicole. And it's that's that's telling to me, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of there's kind of a territorial aspect to it. And it also kind of, in my mind, it shows that she thinks that they are real kind of threats to, you know, the show that she's helped made, you know, make. And I think Alexia is very captivating from a personality sense, but she, like thinking about what Nicole did on this episode, the way in which she delivered that uninvitation to Beyond. to Larsa after cooking up her little you know see yourself uninvited haha <laughs> and then writing it on a mirror hand delivering it while Gertie was while there. Gertie is there <laughs> Gertie who is the queen of reactionary facial expressions and a what <laughs> like it was masterful yeah. in a in such an over the top housewives kind of way and like. Alexia, that's not really her style. Mm -mm. Like Alexia is very, you know, she gets in there with her personality and stuff, but like, she's not really doing like that kind of like camp gimmick kind of thing. Antics. And like in that, in that scenario, it could have been cringe, but I think it really, it kind of delivered. Yeah. I think so. The the, the gimmick of it all is kind of like a, I feel like a last like Mm -hmm. five, six years housewife thing. And like, because Alexia comes from that older school, older school group of housewives, she's not going to do that. But I agree. I think this episode, Nicole. I mean, I think she's. I thought. I think she's already been a star. Yeah. But like, this is sort of like a she's taking it kind of episode, you know. And like, it was yeah. it was her episode, you know. It was it was her party. Yeah. She did the disinvitation. She had that argument with Larsa. She she asserted herself at her own party. And kind of shut down that conversation, stoned away in tears. And also, also, I'm actually kind of intrigued by whole, all the thing with her dad. Like, I'm now that he's like actually there physically, and we're not just talking about it, sort of like right. with other family members. That was like honestly pretty compelling to me. And so she she has yeah. a lot going for her. I really seeing, think so. Seeing the rest of the group interact with her dad and kind of getting that, not just hearing from her, oh my dad is this, my right. dad is that. Exactly. Kiki's interaction with her dad went very different. Was received very differently than Marisol and Alexia's because Marisol and Alexia. They are, I mean, first of all, they're all Cuban. I think there is like some sort Definitely. of cultural, cultural thing, yeah. vibe. They're closer in age to him. They're older than Kiki or Nicole, mm-hmm. obviously. And like, they just kind of are like, oh, he's fun. He's like, a, you know, he's funny. Like, yeah, like it's flirtatious. It reminds me a lot of Aviva's dad. So true. And Absolutely. That's a really good How like in. there were some people who were like, oh, yeah, like he's just, he's just like a, you know, like kind of a dirty old man. But like, isn't it funny? And then there are people in the cast who are like, oh, yikes. Right. 
Yeah, exactly. And it's almost like Nicole has to has to sort of get to where Aviva had gotten to with her dad, just like accepting it. Yeah. But also, that's way easier said than done when you're when it's not your own dad. You know what I mean? Right. And when you have a four or five year old son at home who you have to decide whether that's a person you want to be present in their life, and then he has this girlfriend that we've heard lots about, and Mm -hmm. it's like there are. I think there are a lot more layers than maybe Alexia and Marisol kind of give it credit I for. I agree. And I think that it's, again, it makes, it's another kind of check in Nicole's column of like reasons why we should keep her around mm-hmm. and really explore her life. Um, what do you think of her husband and like how he, how he keeps talking about Larsa like in their date nights? <laughs> her like big fat ass. Yeah. It's like a <laughs> lot. I don't know. It is. I don't, I think sometimes the husband's, on these shows are in like a little bit of a tough spot because obviously people are going to come for them if they're not supportive of their women when they have, when they are in kind of conflict with people. But then it's a fine line between being supportive and being like, yeah, like she should be nice to you. And then like you make a comment like that and it's a little bit like, no, that feels like maybe misogynistic or like maybe you're getting involved in the problem. That's not yours. And I don't know. I mean, I like Anthony. I do like him too. I, th- I think there was like one too many comments. You know what I mean? It was like yeah. funny, maybe kind of funny the first two. Then it was, there was like four or five of them. Right. I think I think that's something where like most of the men on these shows just could say like one less thing. Yes, a hundred percent. It's like a, it's a good. But note I do like I do like them as a couple, and I like him too. Yeah, but. and I do the the whole thing of um like oh your first husband is a teacher like that that's such an interesting dynamic. And when Nicole's like, well, how would you feel, Gertie, if she said Russell the firefighter? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, we, you have such a good we, Nicole we go impression. <laughs> I I love the way she I speaks. I love it, me too. Oh my god, no, but I I don't I feel like that hasn't really been explained even like why that's even <sighs> yeah I mean relevant. I mean, when you think about the fact that it's like Larsa was married for change. all these years yeah. to NBA superstar, not even just like an athlete or a basketball player, but like. A famous, famous, successful right. world champion NBA star. Mm. And, you know, like, I think there, even if you're not like doing it intentionally, there's sort of a vibe there that it's Definitely. like, okay, yeah, like your life is cute too. And mm-hmm. it's like, Nicole's the one who's like flying everyone around in her plane. <laughs> Except for Larsa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like maybe Larsa's mad she wasn't on the plane. There we go. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm Nicole is really it for me in terms yeah. of the, the new ones. Also, a good little pearl that we got this week was um, that Martina and Julia don't have a prenup. Really interesting. And I actually, it got me thinking about how convinced I am by Julia's sort of like, you know, put on naivete that she has a little bit. Yeah, like there's, she kind of puts on this, 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 you know, character that she's a little bit naive and kind of just kind of a little floaty in the oh, air. Milking my goats. Oh, I, and... I can't read this five doc page document, but it's like, I don't know. Like I think there's, I think there's a, there's a little bit more thought there. Yeah, than, that maybe we're expected to think. Yeah. I don't she's, know. I, she's it's a, interesting. an interesting. Mm-hmm. I think there's more calculation there than we might give it, give her credit for. Yeah. And I mean, even just uh, like Martina, and I know you're a tennis fan also. Mm-hmm. We, we have that in common. Like Martina is such a, such an interesting figure mm-hmm. in and of herself. And it's never felt like there's some like trophy wife vibe with Julia and Martina. So like I, it's interesting to kind of peel back the layers with them a little bit more and kind of 
get a look at like, okay, I see why they were drawn to each other and like what how this kind of works for them. Yes, and and it's and what complicates that is like, you know, this whole thing that Julia keeps talking about of like being home alone with just them too and like her not being happy with that and wanting this baby that I guess they're adopting and I don't know, they they have a really a really intriguing mm-hmm. relationship dynamic. And and I and I think, I mean, again as a tennis fan, it's like Martina on this show this is the show has been really good for Martina's image in my opinion. Like it's really like softened her mm-hmm. in my from because as you know, just as like a tennis fan, she seemed like really kind of hard lined and really pretty intense. And yeah. the way she would talk about like, you know, up and coming players, like it was pretty intense. So to see her on this show and I don't know. She, it, it's definitely like she's more casual than I expected her to be. Yeah, I agree. I'm curious whether this is um, whether this adoption storyline is going to be like a Melissa Gorga kind of direction. I know. I know. I'm not I'm con- like not that I think it is, but then I'm like, she said yes pretty quickly. Are we going to talk about mean? this for like why three not, more episodes? Why did never- we not? Why did we not see the conversation of her saying yes? You know, that's like a pretty big moment. Like for- I told her I want a baby, and she's good with it. Yeah, right. That's okay. It's like, okay. It's yeah. as if we're like buying like another dog. You know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, I'm very excited. We saw like six episodes left this season before we even get to reunion. So I'm so happy. I'm really relieved. Last week and this week especially, I was a little worried that the back half of this season would really just devolve into like let's rally around Lisa. Right. And maybe not much else is going to happen. And I am so relieved. Obviously, I want to see that. I'm interested in it. But, like, we have plenty of it other would, stuff It would have bogged down if it was the entire second half of the season. I will say, like, it, there was literally none of that in this past episode. Like, yeah. I would have liked to maybe, like, one scene about it. But, like, I agree. I'm, I, I'm, I, I agree that it's not – it's good that we're focused on other dramas because – even last season, I don't think they, there was a. They could have focused way too much on Alexia. They didn't, but like they're doing a good job about balancing it. The clip um, from Lenny and Lisa's lingerie party finally got to rest this week. <laughs> finally, <laughs> after being in, I think like every episode Literally for every the last episode, month. Every episode. Oh my god! <laughs> Show me the scene where where Joanna like punch it. Who who punched you? Oh I forget. I can't. Anyway, anyway. Wow, Joanna mm. gone and Miami, mostly forgotten. What a, what a show. <laughs> I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask 
Oscar Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Let's talk about the traders. Yes, I'm down. So Peacock, like a month ago, announces this competition show to my in my mind nobody knew it was happening there had been no kind of like rumors about this mm-hmm. and we have like four bravo celebrities but like kind of a random bunch and then like some survivors some big brother like a bachelor 10 more randos yeah. i was like i feel like i have to watch like an episode of this just because like it has a bravo connection i watched all 10 episodes in three days <laughs> It, no, it's addicting. There is like content to be had. It is so entertaining. I am just I, like the Peacock. I think smashed this. Like I they did such agree. a good job. Yeah. Well, and I think what was interesting is that they were they were also advertising at the same time the Fox show Special Forces. That's like another kind of like the one that Kenya's on. With yeah. like Kenya and Hannah Brown and you know Gus Kenworthy, like a bunch of random celebrities. So I, it was sort of confusing that those two shows were kind of launching around the same time. But this one is just like. Oh my god! Like I, again, I watched it in three days, like you, and it's the the format is good. It's 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 funny. It actually by the end you're like really like it's kind of gripping by the end. Like you're kind of I don't know. It's it really checks all the boxes. I was I had plans last night. I had to go meet someone, and I had like twenty minutes left in the final episode when I had to leave, and I. <laughs> Like, like I like updated the Peacock app on my phone so I could watch it like on the bus King on the way to behavior. get drinks on the bread. I'm like, <laughs> I need to know how it ends. I love it. <laughs> like, Commitment, baby. Um, so I'm curious your thoughts on the dynamic between half of the cast being these reality veterans, some competitions, some not, but mm-hmm. like they know how this works. Yeah. And then half of the cast being plucked out of obscurity. Yeah. I personally felt like neck in future seasons i feel like they should go all or nothing i agree you know yeah preferably I, um, all i don't think it like didn't work necessarily but it's you know are we can we do spoilers we can, okay, yeah, yeah we can if you're spoil. not this far and you have not watched it pause this and watch all right come back. And come back um some of them get to the fi- two out of the final three are civilians yeah and like I don't I think that's because they're floaters and like didn't really they didn't seem like threats to be voted out. They didn't seem like threats to be murdered. Mm-hmm. And so I agree. And like they just aren't they just got outmaneuvered. You know what I mean? And right. Like, and like Suri was so smart to bring her the numbers in in that way because they're less threatening to her and they're more likely to be convinced by her. I also think that the people who 
didn't have prior reality TV experience got a lot more wrapped up in the emotions yes. of, but, but I trusted you. Yes. And it's like, I, I understand that. I mean, that's part of the game is getting wrapped up in it. And, you know, you're supposed to trick people and lie to people. And that's part of it. But like, it almost was a little bit like, oh, y- y- you didn't understand like, you're playing you did the not game. understand the assignment. Yeah, and, and then at, towards the end, this the weird thing came in of like, this person needs the money, and like this person doesn't yeah. need the money, and sort of like, well, first of all, like just because you're like on like you've been on Survivor twice doesn't mean that you have a bunch of money. You know what I mean? Like Sari was saying how she wants the money to start college funds for her grandchildren. Like that's like she doesn't have like millions and millions of dollars just because she's like a well known person from a reality show. Yeah, I actually one of the things I liked about the casting of the reality stars is that. I guess Rachel and Cody both won seasons of Big Brother, Mm -hmm. but the rest of the people that were on the reality side of things are, to my knowledge, like not particularly rich. Right. Yeah, no, I think think that makes that kind of, it's an even more of an even playing field. Right. That it's like somebody like. You can't do a guilt trip. Right. Having like Kate Chastain and Reza and Brandy Glanville, like Brandy Glanville has been on a lot of reality TV shows. I'm sure she like is okay. Yes, I'm sure. But like. She's not Kyle Richards. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think that to have that not be a factor would be would be preferential for next for next season. Hopefully we get a season two. Because it's just sort of like because it made the ending like a little too sad for me almost. Like, mm-hmm. even though like I love Suri. I've seen her all of her seasons of Survivor. Like I think she's an amazing reality star. But like her so her winning, I should have been like over the moon. And I was, but there was this like sort of tinge of like heartbreak because Andy had been like so blindsided by her and she like needed money to like for their, yeah. or they, they needed money for their baby that was coming. And it was like, that made me sad, you know? Yeah. To be honest though, the, <laughs> the, the, the two like civilians that made it to the end just did bad math Yeah, because right. they had only, <laughs> this is in the weeds. I assume if you're still listening, you've watched it, but if they had only eliminated two traders for the whole game. There were four of them left. I, they all knew at the beginning that there were three traders. Okay, but she, I, so I interviewed Kate Chastain this morning. For the, she said that they were told three to five, but they still had only eliminated two. Two. So I don't know. Maybe they were told two to five, but so they actually weren't told a specific number apparently. Okay. But, but, it's but like, that was not conveyed to us. If at the they were assuming they knew there were at least three at the yes. beginning of the game, you should, you can do subtraction yes. and know that there has to be at least one left. So voting to that end the bizarre. game is just like fundamentally I agree. a bad decision. I agree. I agree. But I think that's the thing. If you had had like a cast full of survivor, big brother, you know, whatever alums, like there would have been a little bit more like scheming, yes. which those were the fun parts. And, you know, you talked to Kate, Kate came out of this show, just like a newly coronated, like star reality Queen. Yeah, I totally. And everyone always knew she was a star, but that I think what helped was that the beginning of the show, because the format was so like specific and new, I think it took time for the viewers and the other people on the show to settle into the game and like figure out like what they were actually doing. But in the meantime, Brandy and Kate provided such good humor for us to be entertained while they were figuring it out. And that helped them just break out. Like, I mean, Br- Brandy figured out who the traders were like the second episode. <laughs> she got voted out early, but her and Kate were such necessary sources of humor in those early episodes. And then Kate carried it through. Right. Kate, by halfway through the season, her absolute disdain for participating disdain. in this was walking down that hill as they were pushing the <laughs> barrel, saying that they were demeaning themselves. I mean, beyond. I, uh, she was like, Do, does everyone have to go in the water? Can someone carry me? <laughs> 
Throwing the money away? Throwing the money away. Her, and then kind of, so it's like her friendship with Brandy, her disdain for the game, and then her beautiful feud with Rachel Riley oh, of Big Brother chef's kiss. fame. Just like. <laughs> they just like could not be more opposite in terms of personality. And it just, it worked out so well. They just hated each other. Yeah. And they kept going at each other. Mm-hmm. When, for a sh- for uh, a show that I expected to at most like passively enjoy, I ended up being so in- invested yeah. in it. And like just letting those episodes autoplay from one to the next. I was like, Damn, I am really, they did a great job with the cliffhangers too. Totally agree. I I was always going to the beginning of the next episode, at least watching that. And it's another experiment that worked for Peacock. Like I think we all, when Real Housewives of Ultimate Girlship premiered, it was like, how is this actually going to work? You know, Mm -hmm. and it ended up working amazingly well. And then what happens is you do the first season and then everyone who watched is like daydreaming about who's going to be on the next season. And so it creates this, it has like a built in anticipation for what the next season is going to be because it's casting some of our favorite reality stars. Mm-hmm. I think that pe- the whole Bravo angle of Peacock has been really interesting to watch mm-hmm. because we girls trip was pretty early on that we mm-hmm. found out that was going to be a real thing. It's turned out to be, you know, a continuing franchise of its own. They brought back Miami. That was their first kind of like proper housewives show. And then beyond that, I mean, they did like below deck Australia, whatever, but like kind of thinking of, okay, like how do they expand this kind of like Bravo adjacent universe on Peacock? Is that going to be more housewives franchises? Is it going to be housewives spinoffs? Like Mm -hmm. those things feel like they kind of have limited real estate like we can only keep up with so many housewives franchises but then doing this competition thing where it's like some bravo people some other reality people some normal people it's like that it was i think like a brilliant next step in that kind of like reality peacock world that they're building 100 percent. i think that this the cbs reality show world the big brothers and the and the survivors of it all those have such built-in loyal fan bases as well totally separate from bravo and those people are going to tap in for the show, you know, oh, and, yeah. may, and maybe that draws them into the Bravo shows because they love Kat, Kate Chastain so much. You know what I mean? It's a, that's really smart, too, because there's and same with Bachelor, like people like I didn't even watch Ari season of The Bachelor, but mm-hmm. I remember him being like kind of detested by the end of his season oh, or yeah. something. And he was great on this show. Like, I thought he was great on The Traders. Ari was great. He he like his <laughs> his vibe throughout the season shifted a little yeah. bit. He really got involved. I, I, I liked him. At the beginning, I was like, okay, he and Ryan Lochte, dead weight. Totally. Ryan Lochte was dead weight. <laughs> he went home <laughs> at some point. But Ari, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. No, he he was a pleasant surprise. And honestly, the other Bravo person who was on it, Kyle, like, I think you're reminded that Kyle's a very well-educated person who thinks very strategically. Like, I think there's... I think the... I mean, he gets shit for how, like, how much he talks about yeah. business and stuff. But, like, in this scenario, that actually... He was pretty good on it. In terms I knew of Kyle. Like, I knew Kyle would be good on this kind of show. Yeah, no, it, it felt like it was the right fit for him, and he's a very competitive person yeah. to begin with. So I, it is just so ripe for dream casting. This show. I know you've posted yeah. some. I've posted some, but like, truly, there are just I like Endless. dozens of people I would like to see. I know who who from the Bravo universe did you think would be good? I think Candace would be. She's a competitive just, person. She's savage. I agree. I think Candace would be great. I think um, a lot of people have said Megan, Megan King, Megan King could be fun. Yeah. Cause she's the detective of it all. You know? Yeah. I think, um, you know, like so many, truly so many people and the way that the show works, it's like they were there for like 10 days. It's a very like, 
It's a very like bubble of an experience, you know, right. it's very, con- very it's contained. Kind of like girls trip in a yes. way where it's like you're totally. there for a little over a week. It's a sprint. You're getting your check. I'm sure all of the reality people were paid like an appearance fee. It's of not course. just like the prize pot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but like, it, yeah, no, I, I feel like there are just like so many people. You you tweeted Heidi Montag. No, I, oh, I know. I tweeted people from um, Big Brother and Survivor. I tweeted. Oh, somebody posted Heidi Janelle Montag. and Davon from Big Brother who were like. Yes. She always memed. Like, yes, like, Davon. They both for went on sure. multiple se- seasons. <laughs> Davon is pretends to be shocked. It's that meme. Yeah. And, and the one who busts out the door. Um, <laughs> and then p- these two iconic Survivor players, Parvati and, and Sandra, like. It's just there's there's so much to, to, mm-hmm. to but I think it's interesting also comparing the comp- the competition reality star people versus like the Bravo star people who like yeah I think that the seat the competition people are at an advantage just from the get go but there's some Bravo people in there that could definitely hold their own Ashley Darby oh my god yeah you have to think like who's at, who's kind of like you know athletic or like thinks I don't know like I think I think it has to like skew a little younger too. Yeah, you know? yeah, like right, like I don't want to see like we can't, I don't want to see Ram- Ramona Luann <laughs> right, exactly. on the traders. Yeah, <laughs> it needs to be somebody who is like down enough to care, and like Kate maybe didn't care the whole time, but like at the end of the day, she showed up and participated. I think, I think Lindsay Hubbard could work on it too. Definitely. Yeah, I think. Totally. Yeah, Kyle like passed the torch to Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean the whole like competition side it's of things, fun. like I don't know, maybe somebody from like. Chef, is that? Uh, I don't I know. I can see it. I'm trying to think. Pump rules vibes, like who from Pump Rules? Oh yeah, who from Pump Rules? Lala could be Savage. James Kennedy. <laughs> I'm not a fucking traitor. No, he would actually be hilarious. <laughs> oh my god. I think I would just like start crying. Like I would be so stressed in that house because if I was a faithful, I would just be like, guys, I'm I really know. <laughs> 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 Oh my god. No, it's heaven. I loved the show, and yeah. I, I just. It seems like more people are finally starting to watch it and talk about it. I think it. so. I mean, with streaming, it's so hard to tell. I know. I mean, it's hard to tell with anything, but I do feel like it's one of those shows where if you can get enough people to even just like start it mm-hmm. and get the conversation going, and because it has that built-in Bravo audience, there is such a like social media apparatus 100%. to talk about it. Whereas like if it was a random Netflix show or whatever, it's like eh. Yeah. And I and I also tweeted this, but like I do think they missed the mark of not having a reunion for this show because oh. it's, it's it's the perfect show to be like, how do we all react to finding out who the traitors were and like who who really fe- still feels betrayed? You know, it's I think that would have been a great uh, it would have been great reunion catnip. I want to see Alan Cummings reunion look. hundred <laughs> percent. He was serving. Kate Chastain was serving. Kate was serving. Rachel Riley perhaps mm, not serving a, according to Kate. That's a funny outfit. She goes, oh god. She's like, I don't, I don't particularly like that outfit, so I don't know if I trust you. <laughs> That's, I mean, listen, it tells you a lot about people what they wear. So, Sari won the money. I think Kate won the 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 fans, the most new fans. Yes, in the I last think so week. Too. I think so too. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm so glad you also loved this show yeah. because I needed someone to talk about it. With. Yeah, and, and I hope that perfect. I, I want to talk about it with a million more people. So, we need second season. So listen, okay. listen. Uh, watch. If you avoided spoilers, watch it. Yeah. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Gibson, this was so great. So fun. Tell everyone where they can find you and listen to you. Um, we should talk. I do an interview a week anywhere you get podcasts. And then uh, Gibsonoma on Twitter and Instagram. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Uh, you'll have to come back to the stew. 
any day. We're here all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Constantly. 24-7 in the stew. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. You can follow me at Dylan Hafer. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Picot, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales-Picot. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a Wildberry Splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Batches.